Today we talk about investments. There was no scripture more important to the ancient Jews and even Jews today than the one that Karen's going to read. It is all about priority. It is all about investment. It is all about where our priorities are focused. And then what do we do with them once we engage them? Hear these words from Deuteronomy this morning as we prepare for the message. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you wake up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Corey, I'm going to invite you to come on down. Otherwise, you're going to be just looking at our backs. Um, But we'd love to have you come down here and engage in this. It's been a a privilege to get to know Brian uh, Rayfield. And I've got to tell you, I, I am so impressed with not only who he is and what he is, but how he chooses to live his life. And it's a privilege to be able to share this time with him as we look at investments. And Brian, come on up. And and just to let you know that Brian is a vice president at Morgan Stanley and uh, spends his days seeking to help people around investments. What we realized, what we realized is our roles are not dissimilar. Uh, really almost at all. And as we've talked about investments uh, over these last few um, kind of weeks and months, is not just in money, but also in, in how we choose to live our lives. And, and now you understand, I mean, I, I just, Daniel shared this with me about the Flayhiff Summit and thought we need to be doing this as couples in the church. Uh, or families in the church, or even singles in the church, to have a time of a summit where you can go off and just plan for your future, particularly the year ahead, to make sure that there is that investment in your relationship. And we talk about our investments with our children. That's why we're headed for Whitworth right after church. So look at that. I know you guys are, your kids are looking at college right now as well, and, and uh, it's, it's one of those things that we, that we do because we invest ourselves in those relationships. And we invest ourselves in the relationship in church. It's part of the reason we have prayer time. Is so that we know kind of what's going on. And and yet we we toss this phrase around, this word, investment. And so I'm going to start by asking Brian, when you think of investment, what does that word mean to you? Thank you for uh, having me here, by the way. Sure. I think of investments as something that require a faith in the future. They are uh, something that you have faith that uh, 
at some point, it's going to be more to you, it's going to be more valuable to you than it is today, or to someone else, it'll be more valuable to them. Uh, investments require nurturing. There's something that, uh, if you're investing in your own business, it requires nurturing of your own time and energy. If you're investing in a company through its stock, you're counting on the managers and the employees of that company to nurture the business and nurture their customers. Um, if you're nurturing a church, then it's time and energy and everything else and talent. Yeah. So, as we have talked, we, we talk a lot about relationships. And so, obviously, that has to play a role in what you do. Talk about the relationship piece a little bit. Well, some people look at visiting their financial planner or their investment advisor sort of like going to the dentist. And a uh, little, little apprehension, and they don't know what to expect, kind of like sitting in the front row of church. Not a lot of people brave enough to just step up and do it, except the choir. Um, and so the first thing I try and do is make people feel comfortable, let them know what to expect, uh, let them know that I, I want to get to know them just more than just their money, but um, who they are and what they're, they're doing, what they, where they want to go in their life. And I'm fortunate to be able to work with some people who uh, have some wonderful interests. They share their time and talent outside their work. Uh, they travel a lot. They're very interesting. Um, and so it makes my job easy to sort of draw that out and, and get in, interested. Um, I think also building trust is important. You know, they need to know that they can trust me, that, um, that I trust them, mm-hmm. you know, with, with what I'm doing. There's... Uh, I want to make it a positive experience. When people come to see me, when they walk in the door, I want them to kind of relax and feel like, I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we had a chance to do this, um, that I care about them, and that uh, you know, it's, it's more than just money. So how did you come by this work? What, what got you into this kind of position? Well, <clears throat> when I was little, my, my family, I think like many, didn't talk about money. It was kind of a taboo. And... Um, so that didn't come instantly, but as I got older, I found my mother and I both had interest in investing my dad, too, and we would talk about it in more abstract terms. Uh, in fact, uh, in college, when I'd come back and visit, one of the things my, I'd have in common, my mother and I would go to the library and we'd look at the stock reports and, and, and research things, so it was something I think she felt was able to build a relationship with me. I've had investing as a hobby since then, huh. made it a career in about 2001, after that little period, um, I, I love what I do. It's 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 an opportunity to to engage with people and build relationships. That uh, it's just more than a paycheck. Okay. So why would why would someone come to you and then stay with you? And by the way, friends, I want you to be thinking about how this relates to any church. I mean, that's kind of the point of this is how this relates to church. So why would they come to you, Brian? And then why would they stay with you? Uh, usually, people come to me because someone referred them to me. They had a they had a friend or an advisor or someone they trusted. who said, you know, go see Brian. He he'll care. He cares about me, and you can trust him. Um, I think they stay with me because I've added some value. I create some clarity around their finances because I listen to them. Because I try and keep current on you know what's going on investment wise. I try and keep current on what's going on in their lives. And I, I love hearing about what clients are doing, what they're achieving, where they're giving their time and money. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's just relationship building. It's it's. I'm not in this just for the money I make because I like the relationships that I that I enjoy, and so nurturing those and developing those is a big part of what I like. So we talked for a service too about this question. You know, you say it's like going to the dentist, and especially in times like 2008, 
when when it just feels like everything is is in flux and there's 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 panic and how do you deal with those kinds of downturns and those kinds of times where it's just filled with anxiety well one of the most supportive and and, and helpful things for me of course is my family my lovely wife's here today and and by the way he bragged on you first service even when you weren't here here. i I just want you to know that all three of you so she doesn't hear it often enough but she was supportive of me from day one i made a career change and and she uh, you know it's a tough thing to start a financial planning practice it's a tough thing to be new anywhere yeah and uh at a church too and and she was always behind me saying you can do this and this is going to work out well and so that was wonderful to have that um you know, when, in 2008, obviously that was a stressful period. Uh, I think I tried to be present and available for people if they had you know, concerns. I'm, you know, the phone's right there at my left hand. Uh, I tried to reach out and touch people to see how how stressed they were feeling, if they were worried about their finances, and be reassuring. Um, I was fortunate enough that I even had a, a client or two who who could sense there was some stress in me, and they would uh, they say things. I one client in particular said, "You know, Brian." Um, God gave me everything I have, and uh, mm-hmm. he's got a plan for me, richer or poorer, and I'm really not concerned about the finances, and, um, you know, I'm not, not worried. And it was tremendously reassuring for me to hear that, and it kind of reset my, my metrics of what's important, even though, you know, I don't want anyone to f- suffer financial stress, but just to kind of go, you know, there are other things that are important, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, again, my family was very supportive. Again, my kids were much younger then, and sometimes they have a great way of distilling things down. I, I tend to launch into these uh, explanations of Federal Reserve policy and currency exchange rates when I was clients, <laughs> which people glaze over at. And I think my daughter said, well, maybe people just want to hear that it's going to be okay. Hmm. Good point. I don't need to get so complicated. So. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> She's a smart one. She is pretty amazing. So as we look at investment church-wise, I, I just, you know, we're going to explore a little bit more just at the end of this, but any idea, what, what do you think we should be looking for investment-wise here? Well, it's a long-term commitment, uh, I think, as, um, you know, when, when there are times of stress, people kind of wonder about how their plan's going to work out, and you have to just kind of sometimes step back and go, hey, is this really something we need to change and make uh, and get upset about, or is this something if we look down five, ten years from now, it's going to work itself out? And then with the church, uh, I feel like from a finance side anyway, they need to know that there's going to be steady funding, but also the people in, in church need to know that there's people there who will support them mm-hmm. in good times and bad times. And you just have to find those relationships and those points where you can help people. I want to... I, I, I don't normally do this second service, but I want to ask, we ended it, I mean, just as a kind of bringing it a bit to a close, and I have just a couple of statements to make at the end, but when you look at investments in your life, where are those areas where you feel like investments are most important? I'm really asking the question of you. People, Nancy? Jeff? Right. I'm planning on retirement within the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just really burned out on my job. You know, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old, and I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just totally burned out. So it's about that security piece, making sure you have what you need going forward. Other areas of investment, what, where do you invest? Family. Family. Why do we invest in our family? 
they're our future. Okay? Yeah, Bob? Education. Mm -hmm. And building values, building that foundation of values is so important. Yeah, Edna. Spiritual legacy. Spiritual what? Legacy. Leaving a spiritual legacy, yeah. Making sure that they have that foundation on which they can be grounded for the rest of their lives. Jean? Okay, yeah. David. I think we, we invest in art and beauty. Art and beauty. Kind of as a you know, re- reflection back, back to our values and the areas we invest in. Mm-hmm. We also, I mean, I want to throw out, we invest in our health. And it's been an amazing time of change and, and for us, for both Dorothy and for me. And, and it's, it's one of the things that we're, we're making a priority in the church, that, that it's that kind of investment as well. All of this undergirded by the investment that we make in the ongoing ministries, even at Aldersgate and other places. I will tell you again, for service, and I didn't announce this earlier, because I wanted to announce it now, is, as you know, the weather has turned. It got into the 30s last night. And Colleen Alleman, who fed at Hammond House this morning, driving by those under-the-freeway kind of tents, and the need right now, and probably the same at Sophia Way, is, is for hats and socks and gloves, and in some cases, blankets. There's now a box out here just across from the office, and I, I think we need to not just fill that once. Let's just keep filling it uh, and, and until that need kind of subsides again. We do have that kind of investment as well to make sure that people are warm uh, and, and, and that they feel loved and taken care of as well. So... Investments go so much deeper than, than just money. And, and again, that's what I, one of the things I, I really appreciate around Brian is for him it's not just money. It's everything that he described. And by the way, he's not making it up. Because if he was, he has folks sitting in this service right now who trust him with their investments. Um, and we're getting there. We're not there yet. And so this isn't necessarily a, com- you know, a consumer's message here, a commercial message. But the two worlds go together well. And, and Brian is very much a pastor to those with whom he works. And aren't we also that in every place where we are to be practicing that presence of God? That it's not just about investment. It's about, as Dwight said at the end of last service, it's about seeing everything as an opportunity for ministry. Our families, our friends, our work, our neighborhoods, our community, and even our world, even if it means for the birds. You get that? That's the point. To keep this going, and keep this going deeper. Edna, did you have something? Right. Where a treasure is, that's where your heart is as well. On that note, will you pray with me?
God, as we, as we come to this place, I, I thank you for Brian. I thank you that he does see his role as something that assists others. And I, I know what grounds that for him, I think. And I thank you for his willingness to share pieces of his story with us this morning. As we look and go beyond these doors, as we leave this place this morning, I just ask that you help every one of us see the level of investment that we need to have, not only in the relationships, but in this planet, on this earth, in this neighborhood, in this community. You are so invested in us. You seek to woo us into relationship. You seek to surround us with love and grace. You seek to encourage us to be that for others. And it is absolutely how how this cycle works. Investment in ministry in so many ways can be seen as the same. So we ask your guidance in all of this. All this we ask in Christ's name. Amen.